As you make your way to your seats, I want to welcome you once again to Providence Road. If you are a guest with us this morning, or maybe you have been with us uh, over the summer, I want to introduce myself. My name is Blake Hilgenfeld, one of the pastors here, and uh, I've been uh, on sabbatical most of the summer, and so this is my first back, uh, time back to, to preach, and so I'm, I'm excited to, uh, to be back with you guys. Um, this is what we're going to do this morning. Uh, over the next few weeks, we are going to be looking at uh, who we are as a church. What are we, what are we all about? Uh, and so to start, what I want to do is I want to lay out for us what Providence Road's mission statement is, and it's this. Living as disciples who make disciples. We seek gospel saturation through demonstrating and declaring the gospel in all of life. Now that's a mouthful, all right? So over the next few weeks, we're going to kind of take this apart and we're going to look at what, what, does, what, what does this mean? How are we to, to, to live this out as the church, as followers of Jesus? Now this morning, uh, we're just going to primarily look at two words, and that is gospel saturation. What is gospel saturation? And so if you have your Bibles, I invite you to turn with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 15. 1 Corinthians 15, we're going to be looking at verses 3 through 8. I'm also going to uh, read Romans 1.16. You don't have to turn there, it'll be on the screen, but I do encourage you to, to open up a Bible. If you don't have a Bible, there's one on the seat in front of you. Uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Let's start reading in verse 3. The Apostle Paul writes this. For I delivered to you as of first importance what I also received, that Christ died for our sins in accordance with the Scriptures, that he was buried, and that he was raised on the third day in accordance with the Scriptures, and that he appeared to Cephas and then to the twelve. Then he appeared to more than 500 brothers at one time, most of whom are still alive, though some have fallen asleep. Then he appeared to James, then to all the apostles, and last of all, as to one untimely born, he appeared also to me. Romans 1.16, Apostle Paul writes this, For I'm not ashamed of the gospel, for it, the gospel, is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. Let's pray. Father, as we come to your word this morning, we ask that your spirit would saturate and soak our minds and our hearts in your voice, the truth of your word, the gospel. That as a result of hearing your voice this morning, that we would find salvation that we would find freedom, that we would find joy, that we would find freedom from our fears and freedom from our anxieties and free, fear from, from things that we are struggling with this morning, that we would um, find great hope and the promises that you make to us in the gospel of Jesus Christ. So Father, satisfy our souls this morning with you. Give us eyes to see you, that truly we would cling to you and we find that you are what our hearts have been looking for and longing for all of our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. <clears throat> to be honest with you, this is a uh, very emotional day for me and uh, my family. For those of you who do not know, uh, three months ago, the Lord took my dad to be home with him after battling cancer for 40 months. And uh, so this is my first time to preach. 
uh, since my dad's death. And so what this means is, is that uh, it's the first time that I have preached and he's not here to hear me. Uh, for years, I've been able to look out and, uh, and see his face, uh, but I'm not able to this morning, and that is really, really, really difficult. Uh, but I want to share something with you that I shared at, uh, at my dad's funeral, something that I have saturated and soaked my mind and my soul, which has sustained me in the midst of, guys, the, the hardest most darkest time in my entire life. And it's something that actually has, has brought some light into the darkness. Now, people have asked me over the years, why do I talk about the gospel of Jesus Christ so much in my sermons? Well, my answer has always been the same, but over the past few months, the answer to this question has become more real to me than it ever has in my entire life. Why? Well, because while I was holding my dad's hand, as he breathed his last breath here on earth, the promises of the gospel of Jesus Christ was all that my dad have, had and all that I have this morning. So when, 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 when he closed his eyes, everything that he loved here on earth was taken from him, but he had the gospel. He received the promises of the gospel. And that is why I love to proclaim the gospel to saturate your heart and your life and my heart and my life with the promises of the gospel because, guys, that's all we got. It's all we have. My dad, when he breathed his last breath, truly everything that he loved Everything he loved on this earth was taken from him. His, his wife, his kids, his grandkids, his career. And so as he closed his eyes in that moment, as everything was taken from him, he received that which he hoped for and that which he longed for in the gospel of Jesus Christ. So lying in that hospital bed, my dad knew that he was not perfect. My dad knew that he had a lot of regrets, things that he would, uh, would, would, would love to take back or do over. And he knew that he couldn't. But he knew the promise of 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 3, which says that Jesus Christ died for our sins in accordance with the Scripture, which means that because of my dad's faith in Christ, he was connected to Jesus, and therefore he was connected to the work of Jesus, and therefore my dad was covered in the perfect righteousness of Christ. And he was covered in the blood of Jesus, which washed away all of his regrets and all of his sin, which, you know what, was the only thing that gave him and me and my family peace in the midst of being scared of dying. That's all we had. And my dad knew the promise that when he breathed his last breath and he opened his eyes, he would see the face of his Savior. He, he knew that there was something greater after death. Why? Because of the promise of 1 Corinthians chapter 1, or chapter 15, verse 4, which says this, that Christ was buried. And then he was raised on the third day in accordance with the scripture, which means the moment my dad opened his eyes, he saw the scars of his Savior, which purchased his salvation because Christ defeated death. And as a result of Christ defeating death, my dad defeated death. So what this means is right now, this moment, my dad is experiencing and tasting the joy of, of eternal life, the, 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 the joy of the promises of the gospels. Right now, this morning, my dad is free. He is free from pain. 
He is free from sickness. He is free from sin. And he is free to enjoy the presence of his creator and savior and king. Guys, this is not some religious jargon. Right? This is some, not something that we just assume that we know and we move on to something else. The gospel of Jesus Christ is all that we have. And that's why we need to go deeper and deeper and deeper into it because it's the only thing that is not only satisfying, but secure and eternal and real. The only thing I can bank on this morning, truly, the only thing that I can stand on, the only thing that I can bank on is that because of my dad's faith in Jesus, not because my dad was a good person, not because I'm a good person, but because of his faith in Christ and my faith in Christ, I will see him again. All because Christ died, all because Christ conquered death, we now have this promise and this truth of Romans 1.16. It's unshakable. It, 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 it is hope-filled. It is fear-crushing. This promise and this truth that the gospel is what? The power of God for salvation to everyone who believes. Jesus is our only hope. He's our only hope. Which has sustained me, guys. It has sustained me in my darkest hour. It sustained my family. And it was, it's, it's what sustains you as you walk through this life. Guys, this life is hard. It's full of joys, but sorrow. Are you with me? And it's in those moments that when everything in our lives just feel oppressive and dark, and we feel like we have no hope, what's the answer? The promises of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Because you know what? The promises of the gospel of Jesus Christ promise us a glorious, glorious, glorious future. So no matter what you're going through this morning, no matter what fears you may have, what, no matter what anxieties that you are feeling this morning, maybe it's the thought of a new semester, maybe you're a freshman you're, and, and, you've, and you're coming to Norman, a new place, and you're starting on, like, who knows? We all have fears and anxieties this morning, right? Are you with me? But no matter what we face in the future, no matter what is taken from us, Man, our future is one of hope. It's one that's full of grace. It's one that's, that's full of salvation. It's one that promises of, uh, uh, us as a glorious, glorious future because of the promises of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And you know what they, they promise us? You're going to be okay. I'm going to be okay. We may not feel it. We may not believe that in this moment. But what Jesus promises us is that our present and our future, we're going to be okay because Jesus is king. And he has our present. He's got our future. And all he promises us is good stuff. Even though it's not easy at times, he promises us good. And my dad is tasting that at this moment. So here's what I want you to think about. How does this begin to change our lives today? I want you to think about this question. It's a question that I have been thinking about a lot in this season of my life. It's not an easy question, but the answer to this question has the power to change and, 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 and essentially save our lives today, and, and it's this question. If only blank, okay, you fill in the blank. If only blank, then I would be happy, fulfilled, and secure. How would you answer that question? 
If only I was married, I'd be happy. If only I had a, a new job, then I would feel fulfilled. If only I was in this fraternity or this sorority, I would feel secure in my identity. I'd feel value and worth. If only I had this GPA, I'd feel secure about my future. If only I was retired. If only I had a bigger house. If only I had more money, then I would be happy, satisfied, secured, and fulfilled. You with me? Guys, it is absolutely crazy if we stop and look at our lives of how much we spend our time trying to fill in the blank with things we think will make us secure and satisfied and happy. And so we we chase after the next best thing, right? Thinking that it's going to do the trick. Or we actually live in fear all the time because we're afraid of losing that which we love the most. Parents, you with me? Right? Kids? How often we just live in this fear because we we were afraid that they're going to be taken from us. Or we just live in this anxiety of, of not being able to get what we actually want. And you know what happens? Before you know it, we look at our lives and we see how we've neglected the most important things that God has given to us right now today, right in front of us. In this season of my life, in this season of pain and loss, guys, uh, I, I mean, it has brought me to my knees, but it's opened my eyes to see clearly, to see what Paul says is of first importance. He said, I give to you what's first importance. And maybe more than any other time in my entire life, I am seeing things more clearly than I ever have in my entire life. Because you see, as I was reflecting on, like, what do I actually live for? As I, as I thought about my dad and everything that was taken from him, like, what am I living for today? And I realized, man, how much of my life is consumed with wanting other people to acknowledge and notice and be pleased. Approval. Or, or, or not, you know, uh, not being disapproved of. So I, I looked at my life and I see how often I, I live in this, in this, if only people like me, right? If, if only people saw me as great, If only people uh, acknowledged me, then I would be happy, fulfilled, and secure. And I lived this life to neglect of even my own family. I would busy myself. I could never say no because I didn't want people to, to think different of me. And so my life was consumed with what other people thought, and this is how I lived my life. Now, at the end of the day, I see, I am seeing clearly this morning that it doesn't satisfy and I can never please everyone. And for the fir- like, not the first time, but more clearly than any other time, I were hearing the voice of Jesus, and I'm realizing and seeing that who he says I am is, only, is truly the only thing that really matters. Who Jesus says you are is the only thing that truly matters, that's secure and lasting. And I am thirsting for Jesus right now in my life more than I ever have in my entire life because I can't get enough of him. I just want to saturate and soak my mind and my heart with his voice because, oh, it's so sweet and secure. And so I'm, I'm, I'm pursuing his voice more than I ever have in my entire life. And you know what? It's freed me to actually make my family really, really, really important and spend time with them. Because knowing Jesus and investing in people that that are close to us, guys, these things are eternal. These things last forever. These are are what's of first importance. So 
What about you? What's, uh, what's your thing? Like, how would you fill in the blank? What's consuming your time? What's most important to you? Do you hunger and thirst for Jesus? To know him and to be saturated with the promises that he makes to you and who he says you are? Are you caring and investing in important relationships in your lives? Like, how, how are we, guys, going to spend our life today, not tomorrow? If you didn't realize, like, tomorrow is not promised us. We assume we got tomorrow, but it's not true, right? So what are we going to do today? I was having lunch with a friend uh, this past week or two weeks ago, and we were talking, and, and uh, his family had, has been walking through a really, really tough and difficult time. And uh, throughout their journey, they found themselves really asking this question or, or really asking the Lord that, that uh, uh, the Lord would, would spare them, that, that, that he would give them more time together. And uh, even though things of their future are still uncertain, light has begun to shine in their family. And, but in this, in this new season, they, they feel like they, they're hearing the voice of Jesus and Jesus is, is telling them, time for what? Time for what? How are you going to spend the time that I give you? Guys, may this question awaken us this morning. Maybe you're here this morning and you feel like this dry sponge, right? Like uh, the, dr- the, the sponge hasn't got wet in a while and you just feel like dry and you feel hard. Listen, don't neglect the voice of Jesus listening to his promises, being in his word, saturating your mind, soaking your heart and the truth of his word, the promises of the gospel. And, and let us not neglect today, right now, this moment, the gifts that God has given to us, especially in relationships. If you have families, like kids and spouses, like enjoy them, love them, laugh together. If you don't have kids, like uh, f- close friends, Like, guys, relationship is huge. Life is fragile. Life is short. And so may we spend our time now, today, soaking and saturating our lives with the truth of Jesus' word, the gospel, and and let us invest in other people. Because here's the deal. When our time on earth comes to an end, we don't know when that is, but it's coming for us all right? When our time on this earth comes to an end, we will want to be able to say, I want to be able to say, I still trust in the promises of the gospel because I have spent my life saturating my heart and my soul with the promises of the gospel, and I have sought to invest in love and care in people, God, that you have given to me. That's what you're going to want to be say, to say. You're not going to say, you know, I wish I would have worked more. I wish I would have done this, that. Now, you were going to say, I soaked my life and the life of others with the promises of the gospel, and I am ready to go see you, Jesus. That's what we're going to be able to say. So are you with me? Are you with me? Come on now. Are you with me? Jesus and the promises he makes to us. People sitting next to you. That's what's important. Guys, I love you.
and uh, I'm thankful for this time. And that this was uh, uh, a lot about me, I'm not going to apologize because it was uh, really healthy and uh, helpful for my for my soul. I needed this. I needed this, and you know, my family needed it as well. Uh, we miss my dad like crazy. We do, but he's perfect right now, and he is experiencing life better than we can ever, ever imagine because he's in the presence of Jesus. And that's what, that's it. And that's what's giving us hope. And uh, we don't have to wait. We don't have to wait till then. We can pursue him now and find that he is what we were made for and what our souls long for. Let's pray. Father, um, I am so um, grateful that you have uh, given us this time that we can uh, just be open and honest about our struggles and to be open and honest about uh, just the pain at times that we experience in this life. But also just coming to this realization and this acknowledgement uh, that, Father, um, today is all that you have promised us. And so how are we going to uh, live our lives today? What are we going to do with the time that you've given to us? Awaken us as we continue to worship. Awaken us as we go throughout the day. Awaken us as we get up tomorrow morning. That this thought of soaking and and saturating our minds and our souls with the truth of your voice, your word, would cause us to go deep into your word. And as we're driving in our cars, as we're with our family, as we're doing life, in all of life, that we would we would be thinking and soaking and saturating in these truths. Because in this time, I see, Father, more clearly than I ever have, the truth of your word, the promises you make as a result of Jesus are secure and satisfying and eternal in all that we got. We thank you, Jesus. Amen.